from the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. What's up, everybody? What's going on? How y'all feeling? Comedy Zone Podcast. Whoop, whoop. I kind of like better when it's later on in the day and you look more stressed like shit's gone on so I can ask you about your day. <laughs> Yo, you know what? And my, this is morning. It, it's, but I'm, I'm at the point now at work where I'm a lot less stressed generally. Because you're not wearing a parka? Well, I, that and I think because they moved the seats. We talked about it last week with a uh, fan lady, the yeah. situation with the fan that at escalated ass. quickly. At ass. Right. <laughs> well, they broke the entire area up. So they moved the attorneys to So it's no to longer places. one big. Well, no, there's just different people in those seats. Oh. So they took us and put us in different parts of different places. That's awesome. Yeah. because you the like guy, your new neighbors? I do like my new neighbors. I got an interesting mix of uh people around me now okay yeah like everybody's really cool like, so your ass has improved yeah it's been it's much better the temperature is better uh my ass situation is a lot better Good. for those that don't know what ass means it's attorney sweatshop which is where <laughs> i work at uh the you got a version ass, of mcdonald's buddy. thank you yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah, you see Law and Order or you see, uh, you know, Suits and you think of the glitz and glamour. That ain't where I'm at. No. I don't know if those places exist, but <laughs> I haven't seen any. But yeah, I'm I'm in ass. But again, you stay there because they're the only people who have the flexibility that allows you to that travel. ass flexibility. I mean, that's yeah, but, important. The question I had actually after we talked last week and I didn't get a chance to ask. But you now you're there because of the flexibility for the schedule, like Sammy Joe just said. And, you know, it allows you to take time off to come here and allows you to take time out to go on the road and stuff like that. So it it works out perfectly for you. But who are these other attorneys who have kind of like have they sort of ended up there or is it? Are they a, working their way up? Yeah, yeah, I think I think a lot of them are are people out of law school. Oh. Um, so younger, younger. So that's okay. why there's such a turnover rate. Or, yeah. So they, they're younger and then they get more permanent jobs. Right. And they go to those places. Uh, or you have older people for one reason or another maybe they like the flexibility maybe they've kind of retired and they just want somewhere where they can come in and do a little bit of stuff right and then you have people that just their resume isn't impressive enough to be anywhere else like that but if you put ass on your resume trust me i've done it you get hired (laughs) you would you would you would think right you would think you get to co-host the comedy zone podcast (laughs) that's true am i right (laughs) but they they don't um yeah a lot of the, a lot so so people fall into these different categories like a lot of people okay. spend all day going oh i can't wait to get a real job and i'm like one of the only people there that's like that is this. like i'm good yeah i don't get bothered because i used to yeah for those that don't know my story i used to work at a, at a major law firm um up in philadelphia area pause is that more of the glitz glamour that, svu yeah style? it is <laughs> that's one of those places where like congressmen and senators when they get done working in government, we'll they go, go yeah. Oh, okay. So like the person in the office next to me might be a congressman or something. Like okay. it was those kind of places. So that's the higher up. Yeah, that's the higher up. Like that place was so high up that like when I and and people that have worked at major firms know like when I agreed to go to them, there was a story in the paper in the business journal. Oh. Like it was one of those big glitzy kind of right. firms. So that was more the head. 
Yeah, but they work you to death. They get their money's worth. Like you make six figures walking in the door, but you're gonna, gonna work for you, it. You're gonna work for it. Right. Sometimes you're gonna sleep in the office. You're gonna do all that stuff, uh, but you can't. I mean, the money's great. The right. money's great, but the other parts, you know, are rough. Yeah. So I mean, it, put put it this way: it was to the point where that place where they had a, a class of us that came in, law school grads, and we felt sorry for the girl that was only making one hundred and fifteen thousand. Oh. We were like, "What? Why? Why is she only getting? She must really suck." Yeah, like, damn, that office must be, ugh, ugh, like that's a, and that. So that's how I was. Um, so I, you know, so I was there, and I was there for a couple of years. So I've kind of lived on both ends of it. I've been on. The, the head and the ass. Yeah, the head and the ass. The <laughs> head and the ass. So now the work that we do are is as like an arm, like they'll contract out. So a big firm like the one I used to be at will contract out some the of sweatshop. the sweatshop shit to a place like where I'm at now. So mm-hmm. I've been on both ends. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So that helps. Thank you. I, yeah, I was kind of wondering. What that's a good question because that yeah. you know actually I'd never answered that question. But yeah, that's that's how it works. A lot of people are, and plus like a lot of them are from Charlotte Law. Charlotte School of Law, yeah. a relatively new law school. Yeah. So it's not going to have the bang on your resume that right. other more established Wake Forest, UNC, Duke would right. have. So a lot of those kids end up there. And some of them want to start their own practice. That's the other one is some of them have oh. their own offices. Okay. And this is the only place that affords them that flexibility. Where gotcha. it's like I can do my own thing, have my own clients, but come in here, do a few hours to keep the money steady. And then that. So the, the I mean, let me things. ask you this, which I know is a no, but I'm going to yeah. ask you anyways, because it segues to something. Mm-hmm. Do you guys handle speeding tickets? <laughs> no. Guess you got a speeding ticket. You got a speeding no, ticket. No, the fuck I didn't. <laughs> Daniel did. <laughs> Why did Daniel get a speeding ticket? He was going seven over. Are you for real? I swear. They I'm wrote like, that down in pen? Yes. And I go, babe, were you going faster? And he reduced it. He goes, no. It was 42 and a 35. Mm. I was like, you got to be shitting me. That's but I do have a friend who handles speeding tickets, so I texted him and I was like, "You got it? Are you joking me right now?" Handles? How does your friend handle? Speeding? He's an attorney. Okay. He's got his own. It's Smith oh, Orton so he'll Law. represent him. Okay. Yeah, but I messaged him and I was like, "Will you help me?" Because I just think that's ridiculous. He's like, "Was it reduced?" I said, "No." He goes, "Well, that's got to be dismissed. They just want the money from court costs." Because wow. the ticket's fifteen dollars and the court costs are one hundred and eighty-eight. Like, wow. You gotta be shitting me. So he, so Daniel would have to pay the court costs and the if he pled guilty, yeah. Okay, but I'm like, when did he get it? What yesterday? What? So like, the first of the month. Yeah, instead of the end. Yeah. Didn't they change something with the law here where they said they're going to start enforcing it no matter what it is? Over they or they had like um, a time frame that they were going to do that in, but that's ended. So now I don't know. I think this cop was just being. But then the cop sat there and was like, "Oh, well, you could do this. Like, you could claim improper equipment." And I'm like. If you're giving him all these, like, why don't these you outs, just not yeah. give him a fucking ticket? That really feels like there's just a quota. That oh, absolutely. To meet. Yeah. Yeah. So they I'm, deny that there's a quota, but they're they're. Oh, please. oh, there always is. Yeah. Please. So did the comedy's own podcast. They knew they needed a black guy. <laughs> I was gonna say white girl. That's so crazy. I wasn't sure where you were going with that. <laughs> well, you know we here now. <laughs> yeah. Now we're both angry at you. Don't come at me all aggressive. No, nah, I'm kidding. I'm all. I know, right? I'm all about the quotas now. Don't get me started. I love, a, I love a good quota. Are you kidding me? Please. Even in the NFL, I call it a quota back. <laughs> that was dumb. That was a dad joke. How was Cleveland? Cleveland was cool, man. You know, oh, Cleveland's, did they go crazy? Yeah, I, I was in the green room, 
And once Cleveland, the buzzer sounded and they had moved on to the finals, you could hear people yelling throughout the casino. I bet. Like, people were really into it. And I was talking to the, uh, one of the other comedians. What else the, are they going to be MC. into? It's fucking Cleveland. <laughs> well, the MC, well, I'll tell you one other thing. But they, but they, the MC is from Cleveland. And she said the city is going to shut down when if they win. Number one, to watch the finals. Yeah. And I took my wife downtown Cleveland like everybody had on Cleveland Cavs, Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Browns. Like, that's a sports town. It is, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, they have supported a truly crappy NFL franchise for decades. They, and they continue to. Yeah. Yeah. And they've never won a championship in any of the major sports. No, I didn't they, know that. In bowling, they have. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's a lot of good bowlers out of Cleveland. Why do I feel like that? Oh, there, yeah, Ohio, Michigan. That, yeah, I feel that like home of the of corner of the Midwest is a big bowling. Big yeah. bowler. Yeah. yeah. So that's how it was up there, and then they had an Indians game, so there were just tons of people. Did you go to the game? Nah. Oh, nah. Okay. We just rode around. We actually went to a uh, rib cook-off. Oh, I did see a picture of that. The how bo- is that? Oh my lord, Sammy Joe, Sammy Joe. <laughs> they. <sighs> So Did you just get a half chub. L- l- I got to give you my backstory with the ribs. Okay? okay. First of all, I ribs are my favorite food. Oh, oh, that's right. You had them at your wedding. I did. That's right. That was yeah. a big point of con- a big bone of contention. Nah. <laughs> oh my god, we I need you a and bell. your dad. Every time I do something corny, I'm a ding. So yeah, that that was a big thing. So I had ribs at my wedding. And everybody's like, who has ribs at a wedding? Uh, This dude yeah. right here. I have what the fuck I want at my It's wedding. my fucking wedding. It's my wedding. Yeah. And then people, and y'all are eating for free. Shut up. Sammy, and people talk that stuff. Like, my, my wife was like, oh, you know, people were talking about the ribs. Like, before the wedding, she was like, people were like, what an odd choice. Got there, and guess who the longest, guess what had the longest line? Yeah, the ribs. The ribs. Yeah. Didn't nobody want that other, that dried salmon and chicken right. and shit? The they traditional. Because what most people do is they go to the wedding, they play polite, take a couple nibbles, and then they go eat after the wedding right. well my wedding you could really Damn. eat there and people were lined up for them ribs yeah. and they were really done in a fancy they were thicker ribs you could eat them with a fork and knife like little steaks almost. see i want good food at my wedding yeah, you I got to you got to people people front too much like oh we're gonna have the the salmon you can dress to the sabbath we I don't like want we, we don't want it too moist you know <laughs> dry ass shit we did. Uh, we got married in um, in Tucson and had our reception at a Mexican restaurant. It was great. See, I don't uh, like Mexican fantastic. food. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Mexican food. I'm like, can awesome. I have a cheese yeah. quesadilla? That's all they want. Yo, that, you know how many top 10 weddings lists yours made yeah, just from great. that decision? It was great. You need to have the drinks right yep. and have the food right. Right. Well, yeah. for me, a big part will be music as well because I want people dancing. Music right. Go. And I can't stand like three hours of dinner music. That's if the trifecta. Want, I will happily DJ your wedding. Oh, I've already got one because oh I've been dancing Lord. for 10 years. And no. I appreciate that. I, can, I don't want just Hollywood vampires <laughs> at my wedding. Bro, no, bro. You should, if you, you don't mind an all classic rock. No, no. Wedding. You should D- DJ her 40th anniversary. That's up. That's true. That's true. Ju- Wait, DJ. why? It'll still, it'll be like 70s I, I, music. That's true. At my 40th yeah. day. You didn't have to point that out. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The joke. Wait, side note. Let me just tell you. Um, I do have one of the people who listens to our show. Hi, Bob. Everybody say hi, Bob. What's up, hey. Bob? What's up, Bob? Thanks for listening. Um, he says, you know who has the best um, alternative music radio DJ voice? And I said, who? And he said, Brian Botsavage. I was like, really? oh, one, he knew how to say your name. Shocking. Yeah. And two, yeah. And I said, oh, that he'll like that. He goes, yeah, he has a pretty diverse music selection. I was like, I'm not going to tell him that. Huh? Exactly. How's 
Why, I don't know. Why is Bob saying that? Because, <laughs> to build Brian's because Bob Does he knows think Bobby. he picks all the songs? <laughs> right. Panda. That's the Panda. diversity comes from us. <laughs> <laughs> We're the quota. This shit would sound like uh, straight <laughs> rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're the diversity. Right. No, I completely <laughs> If agree. this were all left up to Brian, every song would be <laughs> every damn song. Different guitar rips. Don't shake your head. Right. Are you kidding head. me? Tell Bob he needs to understand how the sausage is made. All right. Bob, you heard it right here, buddy. <laughs> Me and Sammy are the what anyway, you talk about. I thought you would like that compliment. Thank you, Bob. Yes, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Bob is going to head over to cltcomedyzone.com slash podcast <laughs> and give us some feedback about who's listening to our show. Absolutely. He's going to take that. We're going to talk about that a, uh, a little bit later, but he's going to going to take that uh, survey. You saying I'm CLT, jumping the gun? Is that what you're saying? cltcomedyzone.com slash podcast. <laughs> See how many times we can drop it. <laughs> So let me let me give y'all a real quick thing on the, this rib cook off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I want I want to do this as a service to the listeners. Okay. Ribs for me are like fine wine. Okay. There is a an art to tasting to rib tasting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I almost put like masterpiece theater music on when I sit down with the <laughs> ribs because I I pick up like you know people talk about a wine and the hint of cherry and a splash. Right. Back. I'm like that with ribs. Okay. So there are three keys to tasting a rib if you're going to be a rib taster a rib connoisseur right and y'all gonna think i'm playing but i list that on my resume like when i apply to places one of my uh things is rib cook-off judge so i have a judgeship at like i've done it before were you asked to judge this one no this was the public could come and judge oh so i came you were mixing with the common folk but they didn't know i'm like the supreme court of rib judges okay like they didn't know Noted. that they had my level of expertise. Rib versus Right. Right. So I'm in there. Now there's three things to to Thank you. Ribs to Peace Theater. <laughs> now if you're going to evaluate a rib, there are three to four categories that are most important. The first is what I like to call tenderization. Now, you may think, I've heard of tender, but never tenderization. Exactly what I was thinking. Well, this is not about a dating app. Okay. Tenderization means the consistency of the meat should be to where your teeth move clean through it. There should be no gnashing of the mandibles. (laughs) There should be no gnashing of the mandibles. There should be clean through the meat, which Mm -hmm. is more product of how long they've taken to cook and everything else. Those th- That's important. Number one, so tenderization. Number two. What happened in the accent? Number two, sauce. Mm. Not S-A-U-C-E. S-A-W-S-E. Sauce. <laughs> it's got to be the right sauce. So you don't want it too hot. You don't want it too tangy. It should be hangy. Can I object? Go ahead. This is a law case. Go ahead. I object. Um, I just want to ask a question. Do you prefer the oil and vinegar based or the uh, more barbecue sauce based? I prefer more of a, a barbecue sauce based. Okay. More of, more of a barbecue sauce based. So the tomato based sauces is what you're... Sure, yeah. sure. I, hold on. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, tenderization, perfect sauce, and number three is fall off the bone. That bone should be shiny, and not from my doing. From gravity, 
pulling the meat off the bone. When I lift it up, I should have to catch it with my mouth. And That's did you, you have know. that experience? I had all three. Oh, shit. Ah, but here, but, and then the final part is, this is, and this is, I think, the most important criteria. Which rib puts me to sleep? <laughs> did you do this before a show, though? Yes. Oh, shit. I, I allotted three hours of nap time. <laughs> oh, okay, good. And it turns out, barbecue rib masters out of Atlanta, Georgia, was the rib that put me to sleep. Of course it was. So that was the tiebreaker, the proverbial overtime shootout, was cook masters because they put me to sleep. Thank you. You're Talk welcome. about timing. <laughs> yes. Wow. Beautiful. So that is those. That are the, doesn't those shock are, me because yeah. Atlanta knows how to do some killer barbecue. They do, and and Bruce Bruce is here this weekend. That guy knows Bruce Bruce. He says Bruce Bruce is in his restaurant three times a week. Oh wow! He says he if sits only in we the, could talk to him about said it. He sits in the back and he's t- smoke wings. <laughs> Just by himself, bring it out by himself. Like oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, but 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 for those people listening, those are the four criteria: tenderization. Four. Yeah, right. yeah, tenderization. Uh, sauce, fall off the bone, and put me to sleep. Oh, put time. you to sleep. Yeah. Oh, put yeah. me to sleep is if you can't decide. Yeah. No. That's you're, the tiebreaker. Yes. As far as actual, because I have some experience smoking meats. And, yes. And barbecue. I bet you do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Back in college. And, <laughs> well, hey, everyone experimented a little bit. Um, Will? Jury's out? <laughs> nope. Jury's out. <laughs> Way out. Mm-hmm. Um. Y- you're right on for all of those points. Well, he's the Supreme Court. Of course he is. Um, right. The bite is, I mean, you're right. You should take a bite and there should be an imprint of, you know, where your bite. You shouldn't have to like wrestle the what meat off the it? bone. The, the, the gnashing of the mandibles. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's no gnashing of the mandibles. You should take a nice clean bite, mm-hmm. remove it, and there should be a, you know, a bite shaped Just mark like Shark Week. In your rib. Yeah. Um, the, the, On a surfboard. Now they say that surfboard. if the if the meat is falling off the bone, yeah. it's overcooked. Uh, don't listen to that. That's what they say. I'm just telling you what the judges yeah. look for. In well, let me tell you what the Supreme Court says. Right. Let me tell you what the Supreme Because you're talking about district court. I'm talking about the Supreme right, Court. Right, right. The right. Supreme Court of rib tasters. I'm telling you, the meat should be falling off the bone. Yeah. Not Right. Not so tender that it just disintegrates. It just yeah, it shouldn't the, yeah. be. Yeah. But it should be a nice hunk of it. That That's rib off. poop. See, yeah. It maintains a certain <laughs> consistency, but it still pulls yeah. easily off the bone. I'm going to. I'm getting a new smoker this weekend. Yes. And let me guess. You'd like me to come uh, evaluate? I want. We're going to have a podcast outing at Ooh, the house. Okay, and it'll be popping, popping, right? Oh popping. I'll be outside. <laughs> but we'll I told do... him to use that Sunday night when we were at um, Craig Robinson's. Yeah. I was like, "Tell him what it's going to be." He's like, "Popping, popping. <laughs> it's going to be popping." Will it be popping? Because I don't know. No, but I'll Is do. This on Sunday, I'll do my pork ribs with my special sauce. You're going to love it. Oh, I can't um, wait. Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey. you're going to love it. Psst. Remember, he said he did the experimentation. I don't know if you want the specials. <laughs> we got to see. You got a place with me to lay down? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> don't have me over there standing up after this shit. Uh, is this on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll do it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm going uh, to need a time. On Sunday. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll do it within the next couple of weeks. Just make sure, we'll, Brian. We'll make it happen. Let me write a reminder. Because I am not for that after rib stand up life. I lay yeah. down. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to. No, that's fine. You can go lay down the rest of us. That AR time. Enjoy the rest <laughs> of the With that evening. AR time, Sammy. Yeah. 
So that it sounds like. So when is this? When are we gonna do this? We'll do it uh, in the next in the next couple of weeks. I'm not actually getting the smoker until Sunday. Right, but, but we uh, both have our agendas out. Like, <laughs> what your Sunday out, would you see. would you like to do? Ah, supposed to attend a wedding. I'll cancel that. Yeah, <laughs> tell him to move that shit. Move we that got rip tasting to yeah, we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll, it'll, be right, well. it'll be good. Good. Well, I'm excited about that, and then we can talk about how you did. I got, yeah. I got faith in you. Yeah, I no, do. I can, I can smoke a piece of meat. Me too, but different. <laughs> oh, we should just move on to segment two. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Ahead. Uh, we'll well, be back. Sorry, I'm gonna clear my mind after that. Yeah. All right, guys, all kinds of great shows coming up at the Comedy Zone here in the month of June. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina. If you're listening to us uh, the weekend we record the show, if it's June 3rd, 4th, or 5th, Bruce Bruce in town. He is uh, here two shows Friday night, two shows Saturday night, one special show on Sunday. So June 3rd, 4th, and 5th of 2016, Bruce Bruce at the Comedy Zone. 180 Seconds Comedy Show on Tuesday the 7th. Joe Coy here next week the 9th, 10th, and 11th of june at the comedy zone uh pete davidson in town you know him from saturday night live uh he will be here a special event one night only june 13th at the comedy zone charlotte favorite sid davis june 15th at the comedy zone Corey holcomb the 16th 17th and 18th another edition the june edition of funny on the fly on the 19th fight night season finale on the 21st uh andrew santino will be here the 23rd 24th and 25th and wrapping up the month with Dion Cole, a celebrity show uh, that last uh, weekend, the last day of June into the first weekend of July. So uh, all kinds of great shows coming up at the Comedy Zone, of course. For tickets and for more information, all kinds of places you can find the info, you can uh, call the Comedy Zone at 980-321-4702. Check out the website at cltcomedyzone.com. Follow the Comedy Zone at Comedy Zone CLT on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, look for Comedy Zone CLT on Facebook as well. A great month of June coming up at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. Could be your wedding, Sammy Joe. Imagine it. I'm sorry, what? I was napping. <laughs> what did you say? Do you want nothing, to your wedding? Nothing makes me want to get married like that song. That might be my walk down the aisle song. There you go, right? If right. I had 80s hair. <laughs> 70s, this, would, this goes way back. Not helping your case. <laughs> An idea, do you guys know I'm who just, this is? I'm just going to look into other DJs. It's not that I don't think you're great. I just want to explore my options. Kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. Do you guys know who this is? Names a rock group from the 70s. Uh, anyone? Um, wait, hold on. I don't even know if... I'm going to say NXS. Only because I don't really know any other. No clue. It's Kiss. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. The long tongues and all this. Yeah, well, the one, yeah. Gene Simmons. Gene and Simmons. The, and the gang. It's him and the bass. Okay. Yeah. I let's, can't even tell which one is the bass. So. Let's wrap it up before we lose half our audience. Right. We already did. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> we are alone right. now. 
the exits on on our first segment. They were like, and we're done. And I'm out. Thanks for the rib tips. I'll see you next week. I love that we play. I love Kiss on a podcast. Right. Podcasts skew young, bruh. They skew young. Kids need to have uh, exposure to what came before. To old, yeah, older in, the, men. in the car with their parents, like the rest of us. I will take. So I they can put their so they can over, put their earbuds in and listen to Miley instead. Yeah, I'll take that over eighty five percent of the new music today. That's you will. Yeah, get off my you line. will. Of course you will. <laughs> right. Of course you will. So would my granddad. Right. And, and Brian's young. You let me guess. You were the kid. Well, no, no, no. That might have no, been right was, around your prime. That, that but you music know what? He was around probably was still like, mom and dad have the coolest music taste ever. <laughs> My parents were never really into music. They didn't. They didn't have. So you didn't rebel and go for the rock and roll because they hated. Hold it. on, they didn't like music. It's not. It's not that they didn't like it because like. Did they enjoy fun? My mom sings in the choir at church and stuff like that. So they're into music, but they're. I see a red They were. <laughs> that that's. Queen, that's Bohemian Rhapsody. No, they do, but it, <laughs> they could, a church could do that pretty well, though. It could, mm-hmm. yeah. But that it, it, you they correct, were, sir. but they weren't into like you know popular music. My, I'm actually my aunt. Uh, Is that my considered dad's secular music? Sister, mm. kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, had given me a stack of uh, old uh, 45s that had a bunch of old like Elvis 45s and stuff like that. And, and, Really so thought that, that was, was kind of my else. original. He said a stack of, and I was like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep going. <laughs> so that's cool, bro. Anyway, yeah. You got so. your. So now you, but you've reached that phase in your life where you, you see like to that. torture everybody else. <laughs> you see, not where you were going, Sorry. but you're seeing the music has kind of gone in a direction where you just like this is my stop. But everybody, but yeah, I think yeah. a lot. Yeah, of I think everybody gets way. there. Yeah. I don't know though. I'm saying a lot of people don't like the over-processed music, and that's a lot of what's out there now. I'm a part of that. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Very true. There's just d- different things you tolerate and don't tolerate. Yeah. I know. I agree 100% with that. Because now it's not so much instruments as it is computers and technology. Yeah. I would rather see four people on stage playing instruments. Playing with themselves. Right. Right. Than see, you know, a DJ with an iPod. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can understand that. Yeah, I can understand that. Let me tell you though, it is really convenient because you know I teach kids to dance. Well, mm-hmm. at the end of the parties, we help the DJ break down because mm-hmm. we're all team. Mm-hmm. Even though he gets way more money than us. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, so before it was all digital, he would have cases of CDs, and those motherfuckers are heavy. Yeah. So that was like our serious workout. So when he finally switched and everything was on his computer, I was so happy because mm-hmm. that's like one two less trips I have to make and probably about 75 pounds less that I yeah. have to carry. Wow. Yeah. So that, so that, so that has been good. Yeah. That in that regard. And yeah. you know, the old school speakers and things are so much heavier. Now they've upgraded and things are so much lighter because it's new technology. But the funny part is like DJs from years ago complain about what DJing of is course, now. Of course. Yeah. Cause they're yeah. like, these dudes aren't DJing. Right. They're right. just playing a playlist and fading it in and out. Right. Or they have it pre-mixed and they just press play. They just press play. Yeah. Right. Look so, like they're doing and so, so I have buddies that, you know, some like one of my buddies in particular, he DJs and he's like, yo, like it's the turntables. It's real. Yeah. That's what my and, brother used to do. Right. But it's like, they've kind of priced us out real DJs. DJs out because they can do it for cheaper because they just gonna walk in and push play right. and they don't mind doing it for cheaper because it's less work they're like yeah I'm getting paid either way don't make a difference right see my brother used to do it and then when he lived in Atlanta his 
turntables got stolen. So then when he was working down in New Orleans, somebody gave him some because they were like, we're not using it. Yeah. So now I'll go over to his house and he has like, the guest room is where his turntables are. And he'll be like, listen to this. I'm like, Tommy, I'm trying to sleep. This is my guest room. Wait, wait, just listen. I'm like, my ears are bleeding. Right. I'm good. But he's really, you know, it's the same type of thing because nobody does that anymore. Yeah. Where the physical mixing. See, a lot of, and a lot of industries have gone like that where mm-hmm. you used to have a person that did the stuff. Right. And then now, that's one you good scan. thing about comedy is I feel like you can't, Unless they, unless the hologram, hologram, unless the holograms yeah. get crazy, right. and like they could have like, you know, Red Fox if they wanted yeah. them, <laughs> just stand them up there. Hey, you know, well, like, oh. they're building a stand-up comedy museum in New York somewhere, not in um, in New York City, but they're saying they're going to have a hologram George Carlin, what? really, supposedly. In the thing, in the in the in the museum, yeah. that's pretty dope. Like in a like comedy that, club, right? you know, in like a fake comedy club. In but that's really cool way. to be able to recreate that. I mean, there's double-edged shorts technology, but I I think overall it's probably a good thing. I like the holograms. So do I. I just don't need them replacing me. Right. You know, like ah, oh, we could get Will, well, or we could just pay for a hologram of right yeah. of Will. <laughs> oh, Listen, there oh, will be holograms <laughs> once you die. Knock on wood. It's not going to happen for a very long time. Right. But. But I will knows, make sure Sammy. that hologram Let, yeah. will happen. Let's be real. It could be tomorrow. Who really knows? Yeah, we don't know. My wife doesn't like me talking like that either. But yeah. It's true, though. Yeah. You never know, man. Oh, my God. You guys are so Debbie Downer <laughs> right now. Let's move on. Let's, let's, move, let's move it forward. What you got going on this weekend? This weekend, I'm I'm doing a, uh, because I don't have any shows. Right. This my, is rare. Yeah, I, right. Rare weekend. My wife has. So you figure you'll do something special. Yeah. Weekend at home. My wife has us uh, with a group of friends going to an escape room. A group of friends, like a group of her friends. Well, a group of our friends. Um, it's husbands and wives. So I'm, okay. I'm cool with the dudes. And actually, I knew them originally. Me and the wives knew each other because they're attorneys. And oh. then the wives brought their husband into the mix, and then my wife sort of like co-opted the girls, and now they. Right. And so y'all that, have a sword fight while they braid each other's hair. Right. But we, we all of us dudes get along, so we get together and you know we all hang. It's pretty cool. Okay. So she has us going to an escape room, and I guess the thing with these is you go in there and they give you clues, and you have to escape using the clues. Right. I bet if you just projectile vomit, you'll get out real yeah. quick. They'll let you out. Yeah. Or tell them you ain't paying for it. There. I think <laughs> yeah, you probably pay beforehand. <laughs> You're gonna do something, but you just knock the shit out of your mic. So, so what were you gonna say, bro? Um, just that there's, there's like a bunch of puzzles around the room. I haven't done one, but I've seen videos of them. How many people is this? Uh, six to eight. Because that's a lot of people in one room. Yeah. Uh-huh. At one point, itself, you're gonna have to eat one of the other people <laughs> in the room because just you a could be in there a while. Yeah. So, but that, but that's Bring how snacks. it is, though. Yeah, there's a bunch of puzzles in the room. You, you look so You have to solve that. the puzzles in order, in order to find the key to the room that. that lets You'll have out. to let us know how that is because I've heard mixed reviews. Some people yeah. love it. Some people let hate it. Let me tell it. you something. Your face looks like you're gonna love it. I'm straight up there for comic relief. Okay, I'm good. just yeah. telling jokes. Right. I'm not trying to solve shit. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what the the butler said to the maid. In right. The, I don't know. I don't even remember their names. You're making sure it doesn't become a murder mystery. That's what right. You're I'm just there to clown it all. Right. Oh, you thought you had that one, huh? We ain't got shit. Like, I'm, uh, right. that I'm that guy. I'm of no use in terms of solving anything. That's good. And, and, and the and, women are probably going to hate you. Half like, of the husbands are like that. Half of the husbands are like that. Yeah, it's just going to be me and the husbands clowning. Right. Like, 
That they're right. going to get mad. The women will be like, damn it, we shouldn't have brought them. I told you. Yeah, w- Susan, w- I told you. Will you shut up will come out of my wife's mouth. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm okay with but that. The over-under is how long into the yeah. time when you're locked into the room. Well, my game plan for things like this used to be drink a lot. Yeah. Right. But and now, now you're sober. Now I'm sober. I don't, yeah. So now I'm just going to go and, get, and oh, do my five minutes. That's. I'm doing a guest set. But how long is it? Is the escape room like? Do they have a set time? That's a good question. I don't. I know. think you have a set time. You have like it's an hour eight hours. Or <laughs> <laughs> so, but it does sound like something the women will be really into. Yeah. Yeah. If you're into that type of thing. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me see if I can find something here. That's good. You announced that. Do you? Is it? Is it? <laughs> what is it called? Do you know? The nope. name of the place. Mm-mm. No, but I think they a lot. Like, if you can't get it within. Two hours or something like that. <laughs> There's a They're going to be like, all right, you guys are idiots. Yeah, you guys are, you, y'all are stupid. Let's let them out. Right. There's a lot of them here in Charlotte, as it turns out. There's a place called Exit Strategy. The uh, con- that's the one I think I've heard of. Which it says here is the country's largest escape room location. Mm. There are seven immersive and challenging It's only because there's rooms. 10 of them. It's not like a really big achievement. <laughs> <laughs> largest escape room yeah, largest out of 10. Uh, escape Hour. Well, that would obviously be an hour. No, this is called Mind Experience Something. Mind Something? Mind mind Shaft? I don't know. <laughs> I got no clue. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Don't, I'm uncomfortable with the use of the word shaft in that. Are you? A little bit. Hmm. I like it. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I, who you got in the finals? That's what I was going to say. I think oh. game two of the NBA finals. Game two? Saturday night. Saturday night. So... Oh, this shit better be over. <laughs> I'm going to be planning a different kind of escape. <laughs> right. <laughs> Say, hey, look. Just bring your phone. There's one like, what are you doing? Are you solving a puzzle? No, I'm watching the game. I'm watching on my phone. Right. I, 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 what if there's no service in there? The new escape might be trying to get out of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, only going to take you 30 minutes. Do your escape before. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My wife listens to the podcast. <laughs> there's one here called Experience the Blackout. Which, which does that mean you have to do in the dark? <laughs> then that's they Some really get, they that. really getting over with that one. How, <laughs> you just put people in a room and cut the lights out, right? I'm gonna start doing that. And move towards colors. the voice. <laughs> you can do and that. And then move cheap. the voice. We can do there, that shit here, to right? Show you. <laughs> yeah, in the move, podcast and move room. Move the voice around. <laughs> That'll be a hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that a great time? There are pictures. Look at the people who are who who are doing this. All right. Oh, these are the yeah. Those are the the happy, satisfied customers at the blackout. And they're in costumes, like a hazmat costume. Yeah. So you got to dress up too. I don't know. You don't dress up in yours though. Mm. Well, you're dressing up like a loving husband that's doing what your wife wants on your weekend <laughs> off, and that's enough. Yeah, that's the real dress up. Right. There ain't no question. Well, about good for that. you for going because at least you got. It's not like. You guys and a bunch of her girlfriends. You know what I mean? Right. And I've been accused at times of not being enthusiastic about things. So let me hear you're enthusiastic about this escape room. Will, are you excited to go to the escape room? (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding me? Escape room? I always wanted to go into a room and and not be able to figure out how to get out of it. This is great. I'm just going to go ahead and give you awards now for acting. That, I mean, if I'm thinking of a Saturday night, I'm like, man. There's one room I don't want to escape, and it's my bedroom. I wish we could do it tonight. I want to do it every night. I would love. I would love to pay for this every night. This How much like is it? A great use of my money. Only one fifty. 
<laughs> what a deal. They, you telling me they only charging one fifty to go into a room that you can't get out of. But but it's not one fifty. We're splitting it with the other couples, so we're only paying fifty. What? Only fifty dollars? Stretch those bills. Mayhem. I, that is fantastic, <laughs> babe. You know, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. And then you go in for the kiss. <laughs> yeah. Well, now the cat's out of the bag. She's gonna know that you're faking your enthusiasm. <laughs> no, no. I. You know what? Here's the thing. Once I get around that group. We could be we could be in a library and it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Right. Like you got to pick the right friends that That's can make anything saying. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be so it'll be fun. Yeah. You know what we could do? Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Just Facebook Live it. Ooh, I wonder if they let you do that. Maybe we could. Yeah, I, I can't can. imagine they let you take your cell phones in there because where's the because you could just look up. Hide the it in it. your butt. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, that was Facebook Live. Sorry, I didn't mean to Facebook Live that. If it's fun. We'll do one with just the three of us, and we'll make that one of our podcasts. Okay. If it's fun. If it's fun. If it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It better not be fun, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm not spending one of my nights. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it, it should be It should be a real, it should be a really interesting uh, weekend. A barn burner? A should ba- be a barn a, burner. A barn burner of a weekend. And then uh, next weekend, I'm in, I think, Greenville, South Carolina. You were there so, recently. That's what you right? told me yesterday. Yeah, Greenville. I was I in Greenville? Maybe I was recently. I you were in know. Greensboro, I thought. No, yeah, it I was thought Greensboro. it was in Greenville a while ago, though, and you had you opened for somebody that we knew. I don't know. All my days run together. I know it's rough. It's rough when you get this age. We were talking about age before the podcast, and how you get a certain age, and they just like the years just fly. Time by. just flies, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, what what year do you start giving up on your dreams? Because I think I'm around 50. 28 is where I'm at. <laughs> Maybe 29. So Sammy says 29, Brian. You said around 50. 50. He's yeah. got much more stamina than I. Right where I am right now. Yeah. Really? Today. In fact, about five minutes ago. This isn't your dream. <laughs> Shouts out to the dream killers. Right. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the next Hollywood vampire. So that so that explains Brian's music. He's like, I'm just gonna listen to this shit until they right. until they pull my number. <laughs> Just go and sit in the DMV listening to Hollywood Vampire. Screw it. <laughs> pretty much pretty much right about now. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Brian's face. Oh. Pretty uplifting. Yeah. So <laughs> if only there was like an escape room to lift his spirits. I know. That's why we're going to get you in that room. This does feel You're a little actually, bit like an escape room now that I look around, doesn't it? That's what the we were saying. Of it and stuff. Yeah. Literally. Well, why don't... I don't know if your wife would fall for it. Why don't you just sub out with Brian... And then and put you, Brian in there, right? And just say, Brian, you be Will for the night. I think but then she what, would. But then if I got to swap with Brian, what am I gonna be doing? Listening to rock and, and grilling meat. That's, See, that is a just dilemma. wear your ear plugs. That is a dilemma. <laughs> How's your wife, Brian? Is she nice? She's awesome. Tara's awesome. Yeah, you've met my wife. I love her. Oh yeah, so yeah. I can hang out with her Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's cool. You go with the group. I'll go uh, smoke the. When does the smoker get there? Sunday. Oh, never mind then. But but I have hey, a, but the I NBA have finals a, uh, will be on. That's, that's a, true. I have another. I have a thing called the Cajachino, which is really good. The what? It's called the Cajachino. That belongs to Tara, and you shouldn't be offering that to other people. <laughs> the okay. ca, the ca, Did you sneeze in the middle? Of that? <laughs> that was a Cajachino. Bless you, Cajachino. Cajachina. The Cajachina. It means Chinese box. Are you for real? Yeah. I gotta go. I can't. <laughs> Chinese box. Yeah. 
What what is that? What it's does that a do? Cuban. Uh, it's a Cuban thing. Shut the fuck it's up. It's a Chinese, a Chinese box. This box Cuban is Cuban, and called the Caja China, which sounds which is Spanish. Ca- right. Spanish. Caja's box and China is China, in it, Spanish. Well, that's what they told you. <laughs> right. Don't get that tatted on you. I can explain the history of the Chinese box if you want. I mean, if you sure. can do it in ten seconds. Be- Ready, go. Okay, a lot of Chinese people back in the day came to Cuba to build the railroads. They brought these boxes with them. The Cuban people um, incorporated these boxes into their own style of cooking. And so that's why it's called a Chinese box. It's basically, it, um, it's a Dutch, of, Dutch oven. It's a big <laughs> wooden... <laughs> You're 12, I love it. <laughs> it's a big wooden insulated box. You put the charcoal on the top. You can do a whole hog inside it. You can do a bunch of pork butts. Uh, ribs, you can do chicken, you can do all kinds of all kinds of cool stuff in it. So it's called a kahachin. It's great, and you and you've used this so, a, a, a hundred times. Yeah. Just to review, it is a Chinese box from Cuba in Spanish, but basically it's a Dutch oven. Right. What yeah. did did that just get a free ride to college? <laughs> Sammy, you know. White people just be trying to be different. Right. Just, he it was like he the rainbow. He could have put of, that shit in the microwave. Right. And he need a kahachu. It's a hot kaha, pocket. Right. It's a hot pocket. <laughs> it's a hot pocket. It's a hot pocket with Mexican food, with a little bit of French bread. He, like, he went to China to go to Cuba to go to Spain to come back and microwave something. Yep. We don't it was know. delicious. White people be tripping. <laughs> we don't, Damn those white people. We don't own a microwave. <sighs> You don't, you don't? microwave? No. Why? Because of the rays? No, 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 not at all. Uh, it's a conspiracy. The government will know what I'm eating. And I don't want them fucking oh, with my hot pocket. Obama. So, no, th- it, thanks a lot, Obamacare. <laughs> we, don't, we haven't had a microwave in about eight years. And we... Eight years, that's convenient. Eight years. <laughs> Obama. It's too easy to just... You know, stick something in the microwave and make it. And so we got rid of our microwave. And now literally in eight years, there's been maybe two times that I've been like, man, I wish I had the microwave right now. How do you make popcorn? <laughs> on the stovetop. say you just get used to eating cold shit. No. Right. You heat it on the oven or, or in the you oven actually have or to on work the stovetop. Yeah. See, I'm, I feel like I'm too lazy for that. Yeah. Why would you not want a microwave? How do, you, better how do you warm up your pizza? Yeah, and uh, that takes way too long. If I'm trying the, to reheat my pizza, you got I'm not waiting. You, why would you ask me a question and not let me talk? Because that's <laughs> how I work. Uh, because that's because I'm goes. female. Oh right, because I have a vagina. Because I, I have a wow. Somebody just got married. Wait, because I have a cajachina. Because she's got the only cajachina in the room. Okay, that's right. Sammy runs the shit, and don't you forget it. That's right. Um. Uh, Reheating pizza. When we have uh, pizza to reheat, we do it in the broiler in the oven. So you wait around for it to preheat, and then it's like six minutes. That's bright. that's five minutes and thirty seconds more bright, than this my generation. Microwave. You gotta move, man. Oh, it's so six much better. Minutes? It's so much better when you can it's have sex twice. <laughs> it's preheated in the broiler. It's that's so true. much better. That's true. That's true. That's I've true. had sex twice in six minutes. So you preheat in the broiler. Well, you. What about a toaster oven? Reheat. Um, we have one of those too, but we don't really use it. Toaster oven would work just as well. Yeah, toaster oven would be fine. Do you have any nieces and nephews? I have a niece who lives in Michigan. How old is she? She's uh, never in town to see the non microwave. She is. She is nine. Oh, okay. Oh, she's nine. Yeah. So she's the niece. that's like, oh my god, we gotta go to all the crazy. Oh my god, he doesn't have a microwave, mom. Do we even listen to his music again? Oh my god, he doesn't like Justin Bieber. I'm gonna shut this shit down. I can do that. 
I can just I can just stop this right now. Oh, look who wants to take charge all of a sudden. Oh. I'm sorry. The music in the intro was taking charge. Okay, that's all the proof I needed. And then to threaten my wedding with it. I know, Brian. Plus, here's the problem, Brian. Turn this this thing is around. yeah. The reason I can't have you DJing my wedding is because I want you there dancing and drinking. So you can't DJ. Well, you have to be a guest. There won't be any dancing. Really. Oh, there will be dancing. Mm. There will be fucking. Brian, dancing. you hold on. You don't have a microwave. You don't dance. No. Have you seen me? Yeah, you got you got coordination. Things are well, popping. Yeah, I got coordination, but that doesn't make me a dancer. You don't have to be a dancer to dance. No, you ain't got to be a singer to sing. Sidestep one, two. Just get the rhythm of the song. Sammy teaches people this. With many more challenges than you 13-year-old Jewish white boys. Come on. That's true. Aren't you? What's your uh, <laughs> thing? I'm sorry? The ethnicity. <laughs> what, I'm flaming Caucasian? Is that no, one? I mean, your background. <laughs> Not flaming Probably Probably uh, like Russian Polish. Oh, please. Uh, them people can dance. Right. Them you people. got no excuse. <laughs> what do you mean, them people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah they're like, like down on their knees, <laughs> popping out their uh, <laughs> legs. <laughs> Yeah, after five knee surgeries, that's not going to be it. Well, that might not be it. Okay, well, we, don't, we don't have to do that, okay? Well, if you if you have an orthopedic surgeon invited to the wedding, I, I, I will do, consider it. Okay, well, then I'll consider it. P.S. I'm not engaged, folks. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, why I'm are we planning talk my wedding. wedding. <laughs> yeah, thanks, you need- thanks. My uh, dreams are now dead, and I'm unmarried. Thanks. So when, are y'all, when, are you, when is your plan for the engagement? I don't know. I told him because weddings are so expensive. I know we've had this conversation that I'm like, you know what? I'd rather you pay off all your debt and I'll pay off mine. And because I'm not going anywhere and you're not going anywhere. So Mm. just don't knock me up before the wedding. That's a confident woman. See, that's what I like to hear. I ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Whatever. And then I look at him (laughs) and I'm like, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) And then you check the ball and chain around. Right. And then I just pull out of his. You know, his ball's out of my purse, and I go, nope, got him. Yeah, see, I could tell Sammy, Sammy, yeah, Sammy's got it. She's got that on, on lock. She's got it under control. I just think we have a, a solid relationship where we don't necessarily need that, but everybody asks me. Normally, I have my ring on that I wear everywhere, and everybody's like, oh, are you engaged? I'm like, no, that's for my dad. I go, oh, are you single? No, I still don't want your penis. It's just I'm not engaged. <laughs> well, hot damn. <laughs> that really goes over well with Bark. Bar customers, they're like, oh, Ooh. I'll take a shot of tequila. Yeah. Sammy could be that character in a movie, like that sassy bartender that lets people know what's what. That's my yeah, character that's in character. life. She is that person. <laughs> she yeah. is that yeah. person. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. People just keep coming back for the abuse. Yeah. That, that's all Sammy. Very lucrative for me, though. So one more time. When are we coming over for the meet? It'll be a couple weeks. I'm going to go ahead and flip this open. Uh, It'll be open probably, on. if I get it this Sunday, I want to practice with it next Sunday. Because it's my first time with this with this particular smoker, so maybe the weekend after that. The nineteenth. That's uh, a Sunday. We, we needed fun- to be on a Sunday. Yeah, we have a funny on the fly the nineteenth. I think. Oh. But. Well, I don't well, you want need my three-hour nap window for this one. Yeah. Yeah, I need a nap window. We'll make it happen. Hey, speaking of which, isn't um, funny on the fly traveling? Yeah. yeah. What's up with yeah, that? We are taking uh, funny on the fly to Greenville, South Carolina, the comedy zone. Where are you going? Next yeah. week. Oh yeah. yeah. That's good. We're same, taking the twenty. Same location? Uh, yep. Same location, the Comedy Zone in Greenville, on a Thursday night. Oh. And I want to say it's the 20, somewhere on the 25th or 26th. Of That's June. exciting. Are you excited? I am excited, yeah. That's what my wife asked me. Are you excited? With the eyes and everything? Is that how she talks about the escape room? Yes. <laughs> Aren't you excited? So are you sourcing talent there? Yeah. Are you, oh. Mm-hmm. Using local talent in Greenville. A couple folks from up here. 
and uh, some local talent uh, in Greenville. Who's going to host? Be great. Um, Will. <laughs> yeah. Have we talked to you about that? Uh, you better have some money on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Debbie got uh, someone down in Greenville to host. Okay. So, yeah. What's the name? I don't know off the top of my head. That's fine. I was like, ain't got shit on me. Kahachina. <laughs> that is my stage name. It's the new Hakuna Matata for me. Oh, uh, Kahachina. <laughs> You're going to offend somebody at the office. <laughs> hey, hey, definitely. <laughs> I think it's more like an exclamation, like, oh, Kahachina. Oh, Kahachina. <laughs> it's kind of what you can do what you want with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's funny. I was having this discussion with one of the comedians up in Cleveland, and you can take the same sentence. And depending on where you place emphasis on which words, emphasis, total, yeah, emphasis, totally different meanings. For example, you could, I could say to my wife, "Oh, you're wearing that dress," perfectly innocent. Or I could say, "You're wearing that dress." Yeah. Or some old man approaches her in the casino and goes, "Ooh, you're wearing that dress." Right. See, it goes. Did from, all three of those things happen this week? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you wearing that dress, too. You wearing that dress, too. You wearing, wearing that, that dress. dress. You mm. wear that W, that hard. The, only the old do. Only the old yeah, players can yeah. really hit that W. Right. You, girl, you wearing that dress. I told my wife, I'm like, look, if a guy wants to give you money, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, you give him a hug and pat his head. Right. Get you $50 to gamble with. Need a little motorboat. Actually. She's like, and then my wife goes, well, now that you're saying it's okay. I said, hold on. Don't go too <laughs> Right. Right, you just took like it. You you crossed the it. line. Yeah, right. It'll be. You I'm know. just waiting for the green light, honey. And then you can show him the ring and be like, "I just wear this to keep guys away from me." You know how it is. Yeah. Right. So my totally. baby could have an extra hundred dollars, and then an extra four hundred if she's good at slots, because yeah. I know she's about yeah. the slots. Yeah. Oh, she oh you is. mean actual slots? Actual slots. Okay. I'm so glad she said slots. <laughs> I thought she was gonna say sloppy head. <laughs> That's what not play. It flashed what like a like a star, <laughs> like it flashed. I'm it's like, oh, Sammy, don't say my wife's good at sloppy head, right? Because I don't one, I don't know that, and two, I like your wife and I, I want her to like either. me. I don't know it either. Okay, no, well, I'm kidding. I'm let me let me know, let me tell you who does. The <laughs> old man who said, "Wearing that dress, girl, you wearing that dress." <laughs> he knows. And then some younger guy came up to her, and she said she could tell he was young because she said, "I'm married." And then the guy goes, "I mean, but you can't have friends." She said, that's a young question. She oh, my was like, God. Every, I, ask you that. I hate that question. Yeah. Oh, so it's not that serious? No, we live together and we have for two years. It's serious. Right. <laughs> You're not, this is not your chance. You can't have friends? Keep it moving, buddy. Yeah. Let me uh, let me ask you about our favorite game that we haven't played in a while. What's that? Uh, did you have any instances in Cleveland where- Crazy white folks? Yeah, where you thought- You know- Is this racist? Not this, not this weekend. I they were too- Hung up on uh, Cleveland winning. Uh, yeah, everybody was just real cool, like really, really nice and really. Oh, you were so great. But and, let them hear you say, "Let's go Raptors." Shit would have gone. Oh yeah, they might have got angry South quick. That. Yeah, but no, everybody was good. Mary Lynn was great. Uh, that's the homie now. Like we, we like. You know who's not homies with her? Huh. Oh. <sighs> I'm gonna make her remember you. I'll invite her to the cook, the slow cook. All right. Yeah, we'll see if she can come. But yeah. me and me and her actually invite her cousin too, so then she can yeah. maybe have yeah, a right. recollection. For those that don't know, Mary Lynn Rice Cub is Chloe from Twenty Four. Chloe, yeah, and she's been on other stuff, but I don't remember those things. I've seen her, but I don't remember that. Right, I think people probably know her more as an actress if they're not yeah. in the comedy yeah. world. But she's very funny. 
She is funny. Yeah. Mary Lynn's, she, yeah, Mary she was Lynn's a stand-up really before that. Yeah. And I think they, they created that character with her in mind, I believe. And we had this this interview. We tried to get it from you a while ago when you last were with her. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we got the wrong file or something like that. So. Yeah, Brian got a file of me masturbating. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was awkward. Which I was great yeah. audio, but we didn't want to put it on the show. Right. So thanks. Oh, right. I was like, Wait, this clip is way shorter than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's basically what <laughs> Why is it 25 seconds? <laughs> this is weird. Um, but it is, it's kind of fitting because you're, you were back with her this past weekend. So yep. now mm-hmm. we're just going to put that. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to play that, play that interview this week. She was great. And I what was, do you talk about? Well, we didn't discuss it on audio, but we talked about me and her maybe doing a pilot. Uh, oh. Sort of a. At first, we said a buddy cop movie, just because those are cheesy and overdone. And oh, you didn't mean 3, like threesome with a pilot? No, oh. not this time. <laughs> what was I Do thinking? No, no we didn't mean that. <laughs> we, but they maybe next time. <laughs> but I, I was thinking. But then later on, I thought, man, I should have told her, like maybe we could do a sitcom where Mary Lynn, like after her twenty-four days, like a spinoff. Oh. She could open like a typing school because she used to type so yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. And it could be t- called 24 words, words per, per minute. minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. And I could be like the principal. <laughs> the tough, hard ass principal. Yeah. Why can't I reach these kids? Yeah. Why can't they just won't, <laughs> they just won't type faster? Patience, Mary Lynn. <laughs> you think I learned to do all this in one day? It took me 24 hours. It took me 24 hours. Yeah, we could keep doing callbacks to the show. I like it. Yeah. I used to be president. Now I'm principal of a typing school. Have a cameo by Jack Bauer. (laughs) Yeah. He rolls up. Hey, guys, I'm at 20 words per minute. I've kind of slacked off. Can I? Can I I help me out here? So I should have posed that to her. I'll text her. We're friends like that. I'll shoot her a text and uh, see if she's down with the idea. But do you have Jesse May's number? No. We do. Is it we or you do? He does. How did I you did get too. it? Yeah, I was hanging out with her uh, in the green room, uh, in between shows, holding her dog. I was holding her, her, uh, her, her, her chihuahua. If you know what I mean. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was holding her wiener. Kahachina. <laughs> he was holding her dog. Okay. Yeah. And then y'all have y'all played the Google game yet? Where y'all gonna oh, send yeah. each other? Have you played it already? Yeah. But you, but you can't share what y'all. No. Oh, that's part of it. it's like Fight Club. I don't know what you're talking about. It you doesn't can't talk exist. about flight club. Doesn't right. exist. Oh, it's, wow! Yeah, yeah, sisterhood of the traveling pants. <laughs> yeah. And uh, someone in here got Craig Robinson's uh, phone number too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but that's because when did I talk about this on the podcast last time? I don't no, the, I don't the think last I podcast was with him. So okay, yeah. so yeah. now um, I told him to come out to Candy Bar. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Yeah, I'll come out." <laughs> so then so he calls me. And I have a missed call from a California number, so I text, and I'm like, sorry, I'm at work. Who is this? He's like, hey, Quality Kitty, what's the address to Candy Bar? So I text to him, and then he texts me. He's like, we were there, but homegirl at the front was tripping. She wouldn't let me in. I don't have my ID. I'm like, are you shitting me? What? Swear <laughs> to God. The door guy knew who he was, because apparently they weren't up to whatever their dress code is. So, But he's like, I know who he is. Of course I'm going to let him in. So he lets his boys in, and uh, the GM comes out, and she's like, uh, you didn't check his ID. And he goes, yeah, but I know who he is. She's like, I don't care. What? Born in 71. Okay. It's not like he, like any ALE officer would not walk in and be like, sir, can I see your ID? Right. Oh, it made me angry. I was salty the rest of the night. Oh, he the tip good too. Well, the thing was like, I told him to come out. Yeah. He so was it a made me mad. Yours. 
that you like, and they've got their shit wrong because when I told them for the soft opening that I invited some Panthers out, they were like, well, just make sure they're up to dress code. I was like, are you, are you what? stupid? Do you know what I'm saying to you? Those people bring people in. Right. Do you want people in or do you want to be an idiot? Right. And it's the latter. So I felt that? really, I felt really bad. Oh. But I told him, I was like, I'm really sorry. And then I texted him the next day. I was like, I'll put you on the guest list if you want to come out tonight and bring your ID. He's like, oh, no. He was like, no, they missed their chance. And I was like, all right, boom. So I was on Sunday and I was like, I'm really sorry. He's like, it's cool. She's just doing her job. And I'm like, was she? Was she, though? Was or she? was she doing more than Or was she job? trying to make me quit? Yeah, I would say she was absolutely not doing her job. So what do you think that was about? She's just an anal like that or what? Well, I know um, we just had a lot of people on our butt. Like, because other clubs are mad that we opened up. So they're trying to get us in trouble. Yeah. But that is not the person that you should be concerned. Like, the girl who looks 20 that you let in because she's cute. Yeah. Be concerned about her. Right. But she was just watching on the security cameras and saw that he didn't check the ID. So she went out there. Like, Craig does not look like he's 21. At all. So I was Well, and furthermore, he's, he's Craig mother effing Robinson. Right. And so the door guy was like, do you know who that is? And she's like, I don't care. I'm like, you're an idiot. Ugh. Like, you're legit an idiot. I don't care. Ugh. So that really, in itself, made me want to be like, I'm out. Yeah. The Office. Pineapple Express. Anything. Comedy's own podcast. A a celebrity, an actual celebrity. Right. And everybody in line was like saying, hey, he took a picture of the door of everybody in line going like waving at him. He was like, I was there. I was like, I'm really sorry. I was like so embarrassed. Ugh. And I don't get embarrassed. So the owner, who's the owner? Like, the the o- owner was sitting with her. So the owner wasn't like, yo. Right. The owner lets the GM just run roughshod like that? I think both of them were like, well, he doesn't have his ID. Oh, like, my goodness. Yeah, Why don't you Google his motherfucking no name yeah. and then we can talk? Oh, wow. I was hot. Wow. I, I think it's clear this place has zero chance. Me too. And the thing was, like, Friday I worked. And from 9 to 11, I opened one beer for a server. And there were six other bartenders. Why Why is that? Because they overstaff. Oh. So I'm about to do them a favor and understaff. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I gave away my shift on <laughs> Friday. I was like, nope, y'all are going to make me quit if I work. So, so tune in next week to see. <laughs> if I'm still at, working. At this <laughs> point, me and Sammy are like neck and neck for who might quit first. <laughs> Who's going to lose right. their job first. So right. tune in next week to see if we both still work where we worked at this week. Right. And if we're rejecting more celebrities. Oh, well, that's all I got. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do this. Um, we will say goodbye here. Okay. Yeah. But there's there's another segment coming up, which will be Will's interview with Marilyn Rice Cub. Yep. From um, a little bit back. From Yeah. But uh, check out the interview with Marilyn. And after that interview, when you guys say goodbye, you'll hear the show close. But we will see you guys next week. Wait, can I just say, side note, because it's who's going to quit their job first, and it's Candy Bar Ass. Isn't that exciting? Candy Candy Bar Ass. Which one's going to win? Like the Kentucky Derby, we're going to see. Sorry, and when you are done listening to the show, go to cltcomedyzone.com slash podcast and give us a survey, because we want to know who's listening, so we can play less rock and more. (laughs) I love you, I'm just kidding. Some people like your rock. Kidding, but serious. But Kahachina does not. Right. Chicken in a box. <laughs> what? All right. Maryland Rice Cup up next on the podcast. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.
hey mom and other people listening. I'm just assuming it's definitely my mom listening. But you can help help us out and go to cltcomedyzone.com slash podcast and let us know who you are because we need a survey to know who's listening to us so we can make things more awesome for you as if they're not already awesome enough. So go to cltcomedyzone.com slash podcast and get that survey done. Less than five minutes. Come on. Come on. You know you want to. Visualradio.com, your online source for music, models, events, and a whole lot more. We're bringing you a better mix of music. Vision Radio is a network of elite DJs, the number one party and mix station. Download the app for free, Android or iPhone. Listen anytime, anywhere, 24-7, 365. Link with us on Facebook, Twitter, and also Instagram. We're bringing you the best in pop top 100 on down. Also, exclusive hits from the 90s, bringing you the best in old school. We have that high energy EDM to get your blood pumping. And also, the best in today's hip-hop, R&B, indie artists, and a whole lot more. Log in for the Vision Radio block parties all day, every day. We play all your favorite hits from all your favorite artists, East Coast, West Coast, Worldwide. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Listen every hour of every day. Sitting here with the one and only Marilyn Riceco. Oh, look at you. I was like, is he going to say my name right? Oh, yeah. Oh. Nailed it. I'm a professional. I studied this. (laughs) Actually, our podcast producer mentioned you, uh, Brian Baltashevitz. He said he uh, saw you the last time and y'all talked for a little bit. And he's the producer of the podcast. Oh, okay. Like a tall guy. Yeah. Uh, He said you might remember him, but I can look at your face and tell that you don't. I might remember him. <laughs> that's the definition of not remembering. So. <laughs> I might remember him. I don't remember, though, if I remember him. I don't remember if I remember him. <laughs> but, yeah, he was like, tell her. I said, hey. And I was like, I'll tell her that. Sometimes I forget my own son. I'm like, who are you? Are, who? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I had you in my body. I remember. So have you had, had fun here? Jacksonville is your first time here? Or? It's my first time in Jacksonville. I love people that are like, are you enjoying Jacksonville? I'm like, yeah. The Ramada. And all the that's Whole all you Foods. did. That's about it. I'm loving it. Really? Yeah. I got out of here today. I was Where'd you all, go? I went to the uh, Jacksonville Veggie Festival. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it was like a vegan <gasps> vegetable Look festival. Look at you. Yeah. A vegetable festival. Oh, it was so great. Like, they had, like, all these vegan setups and different vendors. Where was vendors. that? It was... Uh, at one of the parks. Okay. Uh, something park. I forget the name of it. But I went about 25 minutes and I went there. How'd you find out about it? I was watching the news. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Just I, getting I, out there and doing it. Yeah, I was like, oh, and they were like, yeah, the veggie festival's this weekend. And I just started, like, eating vegan. So I was like, well, that might be fun. So I went down there and I saw all the things you would see at a vet. Like I saw Don't Kill the Animals. Yeah. A lot of adopted puppies. Yeah. A lot of white people with dreadlocks. Yeah. 
all the staples of a vegan. Nice. <laughs> right. So, and it was cool. Like, was that's there my... those sticks <laughs> no, but, a hacky sack? No, but they had people laying in the park doing those contortionist Ooh. tricks where one person holds the other one up. Yeah. But they were like random people yeah. doing it. Sure. I, they didn't strike me as professionals because they were like pudgy. <laughs> so I was like, these are just people doing this. So it was just a crazy scene. And then I had the best. I don't know. Maybe I'd trust that pudgy person. They'd be a good, like, base. Yeah, you know, but some of the pudgy people there. on top. See, that was the issue. So I was Good like, for them. Yeah. But I'm a personal injury lawyer, so I hung around. <laughs> you know, to Pick see. up some cases. There? Just in case. Just in case. But it was cool. And then I had the best homemade donut. They had like a vegan Ooh. donut. So good. Yeah. So it was cool. I, and, done. You know, I was there and I thought, I was like, I bet Mary would like this. You know I would. Yeah. I was like, she probably would have liked this. So I went to a yoga class today. Did you? Where was that at? Yeah. Just within walking distance from here. Like, really? you go up by Whole Foods, the corner point of everything, mm-hmm. make a left on that road, Hartley, and you just go, like, oh, really? like 0.3 miles. Was something. it good? Was it up to yeah. your standard? Uh, yeah. And the teacher was hot. This guy was really hot. <laughs> I must be feeling lonely for my husband. I was like, oh, what if my husband became a yoga teacher? That'd be so great. I've never like, he heard was of a total male yoga teacher yeah thank you i know they're not it's pretty rare but usually women right yeah, they're usually women this guy was like a total bro like he's like a dude you know like he's like a white dude with like facial hair and a little man bun oh, but he goodness. was like he was like a dude wow but he was speaking yoga talk i was like oh this Namaste. is the best yeah but obviously, like, a male person. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't, like, fey in any way. I was like, oh, this is a good combo. Like, a totally straight dude. He's all, like, lanky <laughs> and muscular. But yet he's like, feel the air. Oh, wow. Touch your skin. Were there a lot of people there? Yeah, it was packed. How did you find out about that? I just, um, I always go in my maps, and I'll just put, like, cafe or yoga or gym. Oh. That's usually how I do it. Sometimes I, when I'm on the road, I get, like, uh... I used to complain, I guess, just to myself or anyone around me. I'd be like, oh, I'm just like by the freeway. I'm in the hotel. And then I realized I prefer it that way. Right. I just like it. I, I come to, came to terms with like, no, that's your choice. Like you could have gotten a car. Sometimes I do, depending on my mood. Sometimes I'll totally go out and explore. I've even like gone to the zoo by myself and stuff. Oh, wow. I like it. But other times I just like in a crappy hotel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're in the bathroom, you turn the light on, and there's just a fan. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, I don't, I can't have a choice of right. light turning that fan off. No. Yeah. It's just like weird hotel rooms, you know. So this, so how long have you been traveling? Like the freeway. Like I was in Austin, and I'm like, how am I in Austin? And I'm just right outside of it, <laughs> surrounded by freeways. Like that's not what you think of. I could have put a little effort. Right. And either got a car or stayed downtown, but no. Right. But then I kind of like it. Like, I like being isolated, you know? So either I can think or relax, or I'll just do what I was saying. I go on the map and I go, Jim. Are you kind of introverted? Yeah. Like, you could be in your own head, your own space, and just chill that way for a day. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That makes sense. I prefer it. I don't know. Does it make sense? How do you perform well, when, if, like, well, you don't want to be around people? You'd be, you'd be surprised how many performers are introverts. 
just off stage. Just something clicks with them on stage, yeah. but off stage. Like they said, Michael Jackson was one of the shyest human beings. Like had trouble making eye contact and talking to people, but would get on stage and turn into this yeah. ball of energy. Yeah. And connect with thousands of people. So it's just like that. I don't know. I don't know. You're kind of you're pretty free up there too. Like you don't strike me as closed off when you perform. No, I mean I think it help. I think it helps me to connect with people. Even afterwards, you know, it took some like getting used to. When what, you're just people talking coming to up, people, like, oh my god, you're so great. Can I talk to you? Yeah, like you're talking to them in a real general way. Yeah. I mean, both things. Just talking to people in general, but then if people recognize me from stuff, that's it's cool. I mean, yeah, it's nice, but it's it's weird too, you know. Now, you got to have that conversation. Speaking of stuff, you you've done a lot of different things, whether yes. it's stage, movies, TV. What? What did you have the most fun doing? Because I know you did 24. You did uh, Two Broke Girls. Yeah. Uh, you did... What else have you been in? You've been in a lot of stuff. I'm in Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now. Oh, you're on there now? Yeah, I'm a... Uh, um Boyle, there's a character named Charles Boyle. I'm his girlfriend on there, so they don't have me out all the time. Is that fun? Yeah, it's great. I mean... How's Sandberg? Is he cool? He's super cool. I kind of knew him peripherally from before. He's Mm -hmm. uh, real um, focused, you know? Real focused, comedic mind. Like, he knows kind of what he wants and how he wants it to be, but he's really easygoing. And Terry Crews, right? Is he, yeah. no, is he on? Yeah, he's on yeah. there. He just, you know, he just made an, an admission. Did you see his Facebook thing? No. Oh, it went viral. No, what did he say? Terry Crews talked about how his addiction to pornography almost no. ruined his marriage. No. Mm-hmm. That was like recent. Like he did a number of cars. So was things. he saying he it got over it, or he's admitting that he has that right now? Uh, he's admitting that it's like, in, I guess, like most addictions, it's something he fights with and Whoa. struggles with and has struggled with. But he said, like, he'd watch it all day long, and like, yeah, like that was he put that out Uh-oh. there. Like he wanted to be open about it and everything. Whoa. Yeah, he's done that with a couple things, uh, just little personal stories here and there, but nothing that personal. What was his? What was other things? Uh, he talked about uh, how he was at the gym and he was making a lot of noise, like you know, lifting, and some guy told him to tone it down, and he went into this thing about never letting people tell you to tone it down. I'm I'm trying to improve myself and everything else. You can't Whoa. let people scream you back, make you play small sort of be who you are those kind of inspirational yeah, yeah, things yeah. and then I guess this sort of as a dovetail off of that he just had a keep it real day and hey I struggle with porn whoa that's intense yeah so what's he like around with you super porny just super touchy really handsy makes sense now you know makes sense it all came no I mean I wasn't <laughs> I, well, I haven't really been it's around like the him. sixth sense like all these images make sense now <laughs> They all connected. Um, I, I I haven't been around him for Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I did another show that he did that was like world's funniest video fails or whatever. I see, I saw that. Yeah. And I did the pilot for that, so it took a really long time to tape it because they weren't really. They were. Was that the same show? I don't know. I've done a few things like that. Yeah, he was the host of that, and he's just really uh, a real upbeat, real funny, and I don't know. I'm pretty sheltered, you know what I mean? So I didn't know. I was like, oh yeah, this athlete is hosting this show. Of course, you get on there. He's complete dynamo. He's, you know, incredibly charming and funny and 
even even during that show, like he's hosting it, he's reading off the teleprompter, and he's like looking at the comedians. He's like, "Don't worry, like just go for it." Like totally inspirational. Like you can't. There's no wrong here, and just he was just like delightful, and I was like kind of mesmerized by him. So that's it's interesting to me about. I'm I'm always interested in like addictions and stuff like that, or people being inspiring because especially on that level, like someone like him, I just picture him as. You know, existing in this high level, mm-hmm. um, porn kind of makes it doesn't make sense, but it's like to me, it's like an energetic thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, first I'm a lady, and I'm just like, you know. Yeah, people. You never. I don't know. really like. I know some ladies, like some comedians are like lady comedians are like porn. Like they talk about porn and they try to be like male, but whatever. I, I mean, I I don't. I'm I'm not. Like the, see, to, to me, it's like it's like I get it why people would be into it, but then it's like it's kind of stupid, right? But it's <laughs> interesting that someone would lock into that as like an addiction because it seems like an yeah. energy thing. Like you're like Ugh, like that it, state yeah. of excitement or like. You know, addictively, like it's something that like grabs you, so it's right. so it distracts you from whatever else is going on, and it's like uh, he's somebody who's real physical. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> that's. The, I mean, I imagine that you. But can't. that's the, that's the fascinating part about it because you figure, I mean, most people, the point of porn is to you know climax and be done with it. Right. So to watch it all day like a shark week. Yeah. Like what's what is going that? on? Right. Like, don't you become desensitized to it, or right. are you just trying to maybe? He he's such a physical guy that his energy is like yeah. I mean, now we're kind of skirting around. I'm not saying like I don't. I am. I don't imagine maybe like half the time you're uh, <laughs> engaging in a sexual act with yourself. Less right. than half of all day. I gotta imagine at a certain point it's just an energy. Right. But at that point, it sounds like, like gambling or something, where it's like you're not winning. You compare masturbating to gambling. You're not trying. You're, you're just in it, right? Right. You're not necessarily like pleasuring yourself. Right. Like but you're it saying. sounds like you're just even, like locked into that vibe right. of it. So even if he has done that, it sounds like he just keeps watching it. Right. 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 Which right. Is just a complete exactly. So you're beyond. You're beyond a normal. I'm gonna get pleasure and right. climax and that. go go on with my life. Right. It's kind of a weird... Yeah. And he admitted it. He was like, yeah, this is it. I, I, I've had vices in my life, and I, it would take a lot for me to be like, hey, this is something that... Yeah, it's pretty big. Even as a he's comedian. He's that dude. Like, he's out there. Yeah. That's more open than that's, most comedians are. Yeah, that's really powerful. That was my sense of him when I was around him for that show. I was just like, whoa, this dude is really personal power and like his generosity to other people it's awful yeah wow speaking of marriage you've been married yes you're married, what how many years now six years your husband's younger than you mm-hmm. how many years is he younger than you he's about nine years younger than me oh wow yeah is that weird you like that <laughs> um oh yeah it it's it's great i don't really I don't think about it too much. I mean, I do think that I was definitely more established in my life, but, um, you know, that's kind of a weird thing. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kind of a big deal, you know what I mean? I'm an actor <laughs> on TV. Unless, well, it's like unless I date another actor or somebody who's like a big director or something. Most people... You didn't want to go that route. 
I don't know. I just was like attracted. I ended up marrying a guy who's like, he reminds me of like where I grew up, you know, like he's from the suburbs of Indiana. That's where you, where'd you grow up? I grew up suburbs of Detroit, but like when I visit, when I first met him, he was like this mysterious, you know, like younger guy who was like this hot guy. Mm -hmm. And then... I come to find out, like, his background is very similar to mine. So that's, like, what I was attracted to. Mm. It's kind of that Midwestern upbringing. So that's a, that, so that's a, a lot of you is that Midwestern Yeah, kind of I mean, that's that's where I come from, you know. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have two older sisters. What do they do? Uh, one of them's a mom, and one of them is also a mom, but she's, like, a uh, business person as well. So are they all, like, super excited? Were they all... or? Because it's weird, like, when you're an entertainer, like, your family doesn't view you the same way. It's like... Yeah, I mean, in some ways, they're super excited, and they were for a really long time. But, you know, for me, it's been going on, like, 20 years that I've actually been working in the business. Really? Yeah, I I got my first job in, like, 1997. So that's why it's, like, I've done a lot of different stuff, um... You know, it's interesting to do come out and do shows like this because a lot of people just know me from 24 and they just think that that's it for me. Right. It's cool. It's cool. You know, it's a right. huge compliment. The people love it, but to me, I'm like just living my life. Like, yeah, that's definitely that was a huge part of my life. Like, no joke, it was a major successful show. But right. there's so many other things that I've done and have done since then. You know, that people don't really. That's almost like the gift and the curse of that. It's yeah. like it's great because you get the notoriety and it sort of paves the way for other things. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes people wall you or lock you into that. Yeah. And that's like what they see you as, and you gotta work to change being Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was such a like it was such an impactful sort of character. Like when people think of Twenty Four, they think of Jack Bauer, they think of Chloe. Yeah, again, like, which is huge. Like I, 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 that's awesome. But yeah, even like people I told I was working with you, so when I said your name, they were like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who." They, and I said, "Oh, Chloe from Twenty Four, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So you know, it's, it's like one of those things. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it might be. It, it, it was on for a long time. It was on for like eight, eight or nine years. So. Did it ever feel stale? Um, it kind of went in and out of, uh, I mean, there are certain things in that show that you, you know, that are expositional or certain plot lines that are always going to happen. But for the most part, there was a lot, you know, it was always exciting. There was always like new stuff to find. Yeah, it tailed off for me. Yeah. I had like a few years, I'd like first seasons one, two, three, whatever. I was like, oh, I like devoured all those episodes. And then it was like, all right, you're saving the world again here. I'm weird. I'm like that with shows generally, though. Well, you know, I think that was. I think you know the producers early on. They talked about. They came up with the concept for the pilot, and then the network was like, "All right," and they were like, "Oh, like now we have to execute this." Like we had this concept of 24 hours, and so I think even they were surprised at the success of it. And so it was a challenge for them to like have that same concept but do it differently. And so there's like so many seasons. I think that people can go in at any 
season kind of like yeah. go in and out of it and then a lot of people just really love the whole thing you know like a lady the other night was like I've watched it 12 times oh like, the woman all, in the front row seasons, right seasons yeah yeah she loved you yeah. yeah so there's all different you know I, I've never it's unique I'm, I've never experienced anything like that it's definitely even if people haven't seen it they know of it right. you know it's got that like buzz to it so what's the level of fame like is it a thing of where you sometimes you can't well you live in LA so that's different yeah but I mean when it's you're fine. not in LA is it like tough to go to the store or what's it like there no people don't really expect to see me sometimes it's like just turns into a moment or that or they think they recognize me from something somewhere else you know mm-hmm. or they figure it out and they just have a moment so it's not it's burdensome fine. no that's fine. I, maybe because I'm used to seeing you after the show where everybody's like lined up and they want to. Yeah, I mean, that does happen occasionally, but it's fine. Yeah. How did, how did 24 come about? Like your agent just called you one day, like I got this thing or. Um, yeah, my agent asked me to audition and I really was only, had only done comedies before that and I was like just had a really bad drama audition because I wasn't used to the room for dramas you know because I'm like all like joking around in there and I had like bad audition for CSI or something and so she called me for 24 and I was like yeah I'm gonna skip this one I'm not I'm not just not feeling it you know and she's like they really want to see you and so the creator of it had seen me in a movie that I did called Punch Drunk Love, directed yeah. by Paul Thomas Anderson, where I was like an overbearing sister and uh, to Adam Sandler, and he liked that bitchy quality that I have, and so he kind of was had his eye on me for to be uh, a counter-terrorist unit agent for 24, and so he called me in and was like, I want to write a part for you, which like never happened, so already I was like, that's great, I don't expect to get it, just the fact that you like validated me in this business just by saying that like I can you know hang on a little bit longer be like okay that was cool and then he ended up you know, writing a part for me, and then it just like grew from there. Wow! So there was so then the audition. I mean, the, there was a part for you, so it wasn't like yeah. I mean, they had this like people. you know. Speaking of the concept, every year there's like a different you know, either the same president or in the case of sometimes people continue to be agents, but that they do have parts that come and go. You know, like these those characters that maybe were only there for one year or people continue on uh, so they had an opening for like a agent so it was one of those things where I could have been fired but I ended up sort of working and they ended up using me like mm. there's no guarantee you know like right. I said I'm on Brooklyn Nine-Nine as um one of this character's girlfriends and we're supposed to be like having a baby together and they're like yeah we want to put her on hold and then they just never call me and I'm so like you never know so I'm like okay well we're in love and we're like having a kid but you guys don't have time to write that storyline so you just never know even if you have something it doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna um, flourish in there you know the way that they're writing the narrative so when I started on 24 it was like 
I was just kind of weird, you know, like my character was really annoying, so I was like, I'm not, I'll do this for six episodes, and then they'll find something, like, for me to do, you know, or yeah. people will, like, be hating on me, and then I'll be done, but then they started writing me as, like, helping Jack, and I think that was, like, the moment where people were, like, oh, wait a minute, like, because yeah. they didn't like me, a lot of people don't remember, I mean, I'm very lucky, because it's a very, like, beloved character, but there, a lot of people... When my character was first on there, like, she's rude, you know, she's, like, bitchy, she's, like, weird. Yeah. And then once I started helping Jack, that's when it was more complex, right? They're like, oh, well, now we kind of like her. Because yeah. he'd get, like, like, fired or suspended and he'd be still calling you. Yeah. <laughs> so that was what made it, like, gave it this interesting, unexpected thing, which I don't think the writers were really planning. But then it, you know, kind of gave this other angle to the character which made it it's really weird that way so in some ways the audience can chart the direction for a show like if they fall in love with someone sometimes the writers will be like okay this thing has buzz let's take it in this direction because people love this character yeah I think so but I mean 24 was also famous for killing characters that people loved they didn't care they and they love to like lord that over you I mean for me it was just yeah. yeah they'll just take Take somebody out. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Although Walking Dead, I feel like there's certain characters. Oh, Rick's not going anywhere. Yeah. Dude, like Glenn. Yeah. Did he finally go? No. He All right, was I'm not caught up. And he, right. They've like teased yeah. that like two or three times. You know they're not gonna kill any of the main like four or five characters. That's true. It's like, come on, you know, you That's know Daryl and Carol and Rick and they're gonna be Glenn. Around. They're like, Michonne. You're not killing us. Like, yeah. So yeah, that definitely. Well, you know, Michonne's sleeping with Rick now. I don't, oh, she I'm is? probably spoiled. I'm, I didn't mean to spoil it. Yeah, they just did that recently. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it just is like, it's been going on so long. Like, you right. know, shit just has to take weird turns. Now, oh, that's actually a cool little segue. Speaking of turns, comedy. Go acting. How long have you been doing comedy? Like, how did you turn in that direction? Um, well, I've been doing stand-up like this on the circuit and comedy clubs for the last past few years. I would say two, three, four years. Um, what interested you in that? Well, I always did comedy in the 90s, but it was alternative comedy, mostly in L.A., just like characters and shows and, um, you know, improvised things. So mm. I never was not doing comedy, but this... this um, way of like rehearsing and you know memorizing jokes and actually writing jokes and doing six shows a weekend like that kind of stuff um I just really I mean I've been working a lot but I didn't have any one thing that was really challenging me or you know in other words, like if I had been handed a show or if I was a lead on a show and I was busy working, I probably would have not gotten back into stand-up. But I was kind of just doing all these guest things here and there, and I never quit doing live performing or comedy, but I was like, all right, well, either I'm going to completely quit or I'm just going to dig in and kind of commit to this. Yeah. So is there is there one that you enjoy more or they're just different? Whether it's they're just completely different. I mean, I enjoy making a lot of money and having someone bring me a drink and do my hair and makeup and drive me around in a golf cart. So that's really how it is when yeah. you're on these shows. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's um, not how it is for comedians. No, it's kind of the opposite. I remember, like, my, one of my first comedy gigs, I was like, I think my reps called me. They're like, so did you, like, book your 
flight. I'm like, I don't, I'm not, sorry, what? Nobody's doing that. You, I don't, what do you mean? Oh my, shit's not done for me? Uh, Holiday and Express? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Now, how were, how were you able to maintain, like, you know, you're a Midwestern girl that moves to L.A. Like, how do you stay grounded and not get, because you can get enveloped by that culture. And you can just become I that. tried to get enveloped by that culture. <laughs> I tried my hardest. <laughs> so you didn't mind becoming that person that's like, no. oh, bring me my blah, 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 blah. No, I didn't ever tell people to get me shit, but, you know, a stylist and a publicist, I have a lawyer and an agent and a manager and a... So all that stuff fits you, suits you, it's never weird for you? Because you feel like... Well, I don't have that now, I'm not, like, making that kind of money, I'm not on TV, but when you are doing stuff in that level there's a there's a purpose for that, those things you know so what's what's next what you know do you want to can just continue with the stand up or do you want to dovetail into sitcom or more movie stuff or more um, well, I'm doing a one woman show for uh, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival so that's going to be my way of kind of developing that story whether it be you know for a play or for a movie or whatever but right now I'm just kind of like focusing on what the show version is mm-hmm. so there's a lot of stuff you know my stand up's real personal so it's like certain storylines yeah, threads come from that mm-hmm. will be in the show but it'll just kind of a deeper story you know that you can't necessarily I mean I kind of do that in stand up because I don't know really know how not to do that be like story oriented but um Yes, it's going to be kind of like a little bit more theatrical version of that. Yeah, I watched that and I'm like, you're comfortable with silence, pauses, you know, some of the things that torment comedians. It's like you, some comedians are just scared of silence. Like they are, like the air has to be filled with them saying something, and you sort of milk the pauses, and you milk silence, and you'll tell your stories, and you're not bothered by, you know, a laugh every two seconds if if there's a story that has a cool climax to it. Like yeah. you're, you're patient, yeah. Which is, you know, maybe that some of that comes from acting. In That's a nice way of saying you're not getting your laugh every thirty seconds. Well, I, I let the audience say I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> no, I, no, I enjoy it. I, I mean, I enjoy that that kind of pace is something that you know I myself am not that comfortable with yet you know I'm trying to get there where I just you know the silence doesn't bother me you know if I'm telling something and there's a pause in order to get a drink of water I might drink water and be like this is taking too long I need to say something yeah. else you know so I'm, I'm like high energy and, you know I, I try to tone it down a little bit and, you know, I'm, not, I'm never I never feel nervous up there it's just my style is just going and going and going that's good though it's good thing it's a great thing right yeah yeah but i want to be you know i want to add other things like that to it you know i want to i want it to be a full sort of spectrum of things because when i'm talking to somebody i'm not doesn't have to be words all the time yeah so i'd like my performances to reflect that a little bit i'm sure it'll come with time I, you know i've been at it however many years but that's the cool thing about art forms is that it's like there's always something to work on. Yeah. You know, 20 years in, there's guys, girls that still have things they want to, you know. So I so I like that about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, look, I don't want to... 
Uh, we, we had a good, good conversation there. This was fun. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it. We podcasted the shit out of it. We did. I'm going to tell Brian you said hey. And yeah, tell you. Brian we're like this. Me and Brian. Tell yes. Brian. For those listening, she's crossing her fingers like you do when people are tight. You know, like when they're good friends. She's sleeping together. <laughs> sleeping together. Yeah, she maybe you slept with him in the past. Well, we I, now I'm remembering we did do some of that stuff in the park. Yeah, see, and we I held each other. So, in the maybe, air. so then you do remember Brian. Yeah. Now, Mary Lynn, right? Yeah. Not just Mary. Mary Lynn. That's so Midwest. Mary That's Lynn. So Midwest. Straight off the farm. That name. <laughs> That's, that's great. Well, I had fun, Mary Lynn. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> and uh, we got two more shows tonight. We've been we having fun, two more right? shows. It's been fun. Yeah. I'm watching you. I don't know whether you watch me, but I've been watching you. I'm listening to you. You listen? Oh, that's right. I, can't, right I gotta, back I gotta walk day. out because I get too caught up, you know? I get caught up in your act. I've, I've heard it, though. Yeah. You're a cowardly lion. Oh, yeah. I like how you play on that, too. <laughs> that's fun. It's, it's true, and it's weird, and that's what this all is. So thanks, anyway, Mary All right. The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.